I'm WSB's Eric Erickson. Atlanta's evening news is coming up at 5. Between now and then, if there's a traffic red alert, breaking news, severe weather alerts, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will not hesitate to break in. And we'll have more during Atlanta's evening news from 5 to 7. Depend on it. New Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now, Jamie Dupree with the latest breaking news from our nation's capital. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C. We just had your good friend uh, Neil Bortz on the program. How are you? Oh, no kidding. Hey, Sean, how you doing? You should have been listening. You missed your buddy Neil. Sorry about don't, that. Sorry. Don't you miss him a little bit? Of course bit? I do. Who was harder to deal with, me or him? Oh, him. Uh, by a long shot, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even close. What was... <laughs> Why is that? It's just the way he is. Well, what would he do to annoy you? Oh, it's not that he would annoy me. Um, he, he never annoyed me. He just was um, he was just a, a struggle every day to deal with him. Uh, in other words, he like, made me a much better reporter on the air because of it. Why? Because he would push 12 you? 12 years. Listen, if you had 12 and a half years of somebody shooting at your feet and making you dance every day, you'd be a better dancer, wouldn't you? Well, why did he? Well, in what ways was he making you dance? I oh, mean, no, he just he would, uh, just would have fun with me. He, I mean, he, uh, would, the, he was probably at least a little like me in trying to get an opinion out of you. Which oh, yeah, is, exactly. Yes. But he gave up after about six years. So I've got about, what, three so more, got a four more years to go? Oh, yes, exactly. Sometimes yeah. it does, it just takes me aback that I'll just say something that is so obvious that you should have an opinion on and you don't have any opinion on it. I just don't it. even think about it that way. I've been covering this stuff for too long. It just doesn't even, you Do know, you, sometimes I, I miss stuff because I don't react, but, you know, whatever. Do you think you've become somewhat cynical over the no, years? No, it's not cynical. It's just, it's like covering a, a, a sporting event. You're just there to cover the game. Yeah, but it's it, just to cover the game. It doesn't sound like you love the game anymore. It's like you're missing the part of the game that you're supposed to love. Well, uh, I enjoy, I really listen. There's nothing better. Uh, I got a big smile on my face today, walking right in the Capitol building today. I love being here. It's nothing better. That's a good answer. That's a very, very, very good answer. I will say this: you have to love it at least a little bit because I don't think it, you could read through the crap that crosses <laughs> your desk every day and and read these bills like you read them. You know, listen, it's, uh, I, I learn things every day. I mean, for example, uh, today covering the, the latest Secret Service hearing. I, I mean, I've covered enough of these hearings over the years. I, I'm sure it's happened before, but I don't remember somebody coming up here, and this is the Secret Service director, a third time within a week. And just, it's not one party giving him the business. It's both parties. And today, uh, before the House Oversight Committee, Jason Chaffetz of Utah is the chair. Uh, he said, look, uh, when are you going to give us the the security video, the surveillance video from outside the White House about this March 4th incident. And the director said, oh, I'm not going to give it to you. And everybody in the room looked around and said, well, what do you mean you're not going to give it to us? And he said, well, there's a there's an investigation going on. And Trey Gowdy and others uh, said something to the effect of, are you kidding? So what? We have an investigation going on, too. And the, the director took so much crap for that and uh, on and on and on that by the end he was like, well, I'll think about it. No, you know, why, he why doesn't he just make a copy of it? I mean, you, those he are wouldn't make a copy of it. That was the whole thing. He refused to do that. <laughs> you know, sometimes these guys just make their own life difficult. What well, is it that he doesn't want? the any outside influence even though this is what oversight supposed to be about yeah it, it just it seemed to me that the the way this has evolved the first hearing the secret service chief didn't say much about it and they took him to task big time the second hearing he tried to push back a little that didn't work today he was saying well, again well i'm going to stand by this investigation by the inspector general and it you know you just listen to again members both republican and democrat just ripping him up and down i don't and blame them it makes you wonder, I think, when you talk to them, you know, is this the right guy? I think they all respect him and they like him. 
which makes it a lot different. Usually in these situations, it's somebody they can't stand and they're, you know, uh, they, they're just blasting them just because. But this is somebody you can tell that they like. But I think they are wondering, as, as one lawmaker put it, you know, if you don't change things and start changing the culture inside, you're going to be railroaded out of this see, job the, pretty the quick. The problem too. that the Secret Service guys have, and I've met a lot of them over the years, and I like, um, I like all of them. I haven't met a Secret Service guy I don't like is their problem is it's it's not like a, a cop in a local municipality. I mean, we're ta- you're talking about protecting the president of the United States of America, and it's just there's no room for error. You've got to protect our president. That that represents the free world. So they've got a very difficult job. They've got to almost be perfect. And anytime any incident happens, uh, lately it's becoming pretty high profile. Well, and but- they're on a bad run right now. You know what I mean? It's just it's one after another, and, of course, that doesn't help. But I think for lawmakers, what what they sense with this new guy is that he's not that curious, I guess would be the best way to put it, that he immediately sort of threw up his hands and said, "Okay, we'll let the inspector general, the Department of Homeland Security run this investigation. He said at one point today, well, I did that because, you know, we're we're pretty busy. The Afghan leaders coming in. We got a lot of stuff going on. And I don't remember who was doing the questioning, but it was something like the response was, what? You're Mm -hmm. busy? So are we. We're busy, too. You just you find a way to do it. So I just wonder if internally there somebody inside is giving uh, this guy just sort of advice that isn't the best way to deal with members of congress especially when they sense that there's blood in the water all right what is the reaction on the capitol to senator cruz i I heard that he raised over a half a million dollars just from people across the country yesterday after his announcement which is a pretty significant amount of money absolutely well you can tell that he's raising money because he missed uh, yesterday's vote in the senate and every vote so far today i assume he might come back later this week for the budget votes but i think this will be a common th- uh, theme for him for Rand paul for marco rubio if the three of them all get in this race you know yesterday i don't think you can say anything other than it was a good media day for ted cruz no, i mean I he certainly so. got the chance to spread his message not just sort of on only talk radio or only fox news or anything like that again i'll just sort of say from what we think up here is that we see him as somebody, whether or not you think he's going to be at the top tier, he is somebody who is going to get his voice heard and be able to drive the debate within the Republican Party. Whether he becomes a major player, we'll have to see. But certainly, I don't think he's somebody you can ignore. And if Democrats simply rub their hands together and think, oh, you know, this guy's the male version of Sarah Palin, you know, I, I don't think that that's exactly where we're going. Well, that's here always, I like actually that. asked him about that last night, and I thought he had a pretty interesting answer. He said, yeah, of course, the left is going to want to portray any conservative as either stupid or evil sure so he really and that's going to be their game plan no matter what no, absolutely yeah but, but what's interesting about it i mean his background i mean alan dershowitz who i've had my share of run-ins with over the years um i mean there, there's no doubt he's a smart guy um we we agree i think on a lot of israeli issues but we've had shootouts that were absolutely brutal on this program to the point he won't come on the program anymore but uh, he said that Ted Cruz is the smartest student he ever had at Harvard Law School. Austin Goolsby, who's a friend of this program, has said he's probably the toughest guy that he's ever debated in all the years that they debated at, at Harvard and Princeton. Well, so, again, you know, you just look at his time here, and he has not been reluctant to go after, obviously, the Democrats in the Obama administration, but he's not been reluctant to shake the uh, the you know the gates of his own party and his own leaders and everything like that. It I has, actually think that could be a plus. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. Well, I mean, it has helped him in some ways. I think for some of the voters, it's great. I do think that there are—he is probably 
of the candidates that are out there on the Republican side, I would probably say he is one of the most polarizing within his own party. I think there are some. I don't think there's anything, any doubt about that. And here's what the way. Again, I don't mean that in a negative way. No, no, no. I I think it's just a fact. But the New York Times said something in yesterday's edition that I asked them about last night, too. And that is that traditional wisdom or conventional wisdom is, is that if you don't have the establishment, the elites in the party, you can't win the nomination. Why do I think that all bets are off this year? I think that if you look at congressional approval ratings and being the lowest ever, and you look at conservative angst and anger at Republicans not following through on promises, the things that you and I talk about every day, things they said they do in the campaign, and then they end up not doing, and the latest example is funding the Department of Homeland Security. Remember, that was a big deal when the Cromnibus was passed. I think this, if, any, if ever there was a year that going against the establishment mattered, this could be it. That's my it opinion. Could be. One little uh, funny story is now that his wife is taking a leave of absence from uh, her job at Goldman Sachs, uh, he, the, the Cruz family, they're now going to have to go through the Obama health law to get their insurance. He's going to have to sign up through the exchanges to get their health insurance. Can he get like, don't they still have, what was that that policy that you, Cobra, remember that? Cobra, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know if you can do that, but uh, uh, he'll, have to, he'll have to sign up officially through the Obama health well, law, let's, yes. let's Let's slow down here a little bit. Don't they still have the health care system, or did we finally make it apply to them, the laws they burden us with? No, they have to, uh, you have to get it, the, the senators and the House members do have to go into the exchanges, unless, of course, they could get it through their spouse. Okay, or they can't go out and just buy their own plan? Can I guess do they that? could go out and buy their own. You're absolutely right, yes. Okay, so is there any word from Ted Cruz of what he's going to do? I is think he did an interview with uh, with my colleague Dana Bash of CNN, and uh, he hasn't said yes or no at this point in time. God help Ted Cruz if he gets sick. You're stuck in the Obama system. We're actually going to update people on the how bad the VA. they got a new probe going on. All right, so we also have uh, no evidence for terrorism involved in this A320 crash in the French Alps. Yeah, the initial read from the U.S. is they don't see anything right now, but I guess you and I, you know, would both agree that they could grab the black box and find something different. But as of now, that seems to be the initial read from U.S. officials. Isn't that almost the standard operating procedure? Let's race out there and say, no, we have no indication of terror, none. I think well, it's always I, premature. It, it could be premature, but we'll have to wait and see. I didn't sense from anybody in the know today that it was any different, uh, but obviously that story could always change. Right, where in fact, are I we ran, on, into, a, I ran into a guy in my neighborhood the other day who is very involved in the continuing search for that missing Malaysian jet you know, that disappeared over a year ago. He told me that they're still uh, doing uh, operations you know, under the sea there looking for uh, debris and more from that plane. So the investigation still going on on that front as well. All right. Let me ask you about the latest with the budget plans, um, because what we got budget votes tomorrow. Tell us what the latest on that is. Yeah, it looks I didn't uh, downstairs off the House floor today. I just didn't sense any drama like the, the Republican Party was about to fall apart on this budget. This is member the budget blueprint, what's known as the budget resolution and outline. Uh, yes, there's a dispute within the party about should there be more defense money? How should you go about doing it? Should you raise the budget caps for defense or do you fund it through what's known as the OCO, the Overseas Contingency Operations Fund? It looks like what they're going to do is they've come up with this different way of voting on the budgets instead of just having one that is the budget they're going to allow votes on several Republican plans and ha- have a rule that they call the Queen of the Hill which is whichever one of those gets the most votes, 
that will be the one that wins, quote unquote, and becomes the plan that makes it through the House of Representatives. It seems like, judging from my interviews with Republicans, that that's enough for them, that it will give them the chance to vote for maybe they could vote for the Republican study plan, which is a bit more conservative vote. They could vote for the first uh, budget from the House Budget Committee. They could vote for the one that's got extra defense money in it. It just seems, Sean, I didn't sense that the GOP was about to have a meltdown on the budget. But there were some people who were undecided. It looks like we'll vote on that tomorrow in the House and then votes on the budget maybe Thursday or Friday in the Senate as well. I see that Obama can't control himself. He's still beating up on Bibi. Yeah, he did. He was asked about this story today that was in the papers about whether or not the Israelis had been basically spying on the U.S.-Iranian nuclear negotiations. I say I don't blame him, considering... Go ahead. He, he, the president, didn't really. He sort of sidestepped that question. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, we talked to, we asked, uh, I was downstairs and we asked Senator Feinstein of California, who's the top Democrat on the Intelligence Committee. She actually thought that that story was wrong, that there hadn't been anything like that. She didn't really expound upon that. But, you know, obviously there are some uh, there are some suspicions about the Israelis. But uh, on the on, on the Republican side, Speaker Boehner said he hadn't heard about any any intelligence information that had been funneled by the Israelis to lawmakers here in the Congress. All right. By the way, we do have some. Uh, yeah, I just got breaking news about Ted Cruz, the, 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 the Republican presidential candidate. Uh, we'll sign up for health care through the Affordable Care Act. There you go. Yeah. Big whoop de doo That's not breaking <laughs> news. Why does that enter my email box? Clutter, you signed up clutter, for it, I guess. It clutters me up. It's ridiculous. I can't Hit even... the delete button. It's okay. All right. Uh, Jamie Dupree, thank you as always. Oh, don't miss tomorrow, tonight's Sean. Hannity. You know why? Because we went oh, back well, to... What's on tonight? Uh, with 2016, obviously, some we aftermath of the interview with Ted Cruz and... Uh, we went back to spring break. You have kids. I know they're a little younger than mine, but in a few years, it's going to seem like overnight, your kids are going to want to go to spring break. After you see tonight's show, that you're not going to want to send them. We just got spring back from break, this weekend. no way. It's like my buddy complains about his son doing crazy things at college, and I say, I went to college with you. I remember what you did. Ouch. Ouch. All right, Jamie. Thank you. See you, Sean. All right, that's 10 Eastern. Hey, you know, I've, <clears throat> I've always had trouble sleeping. Now I've got a much better bed. I'm happy about that. And I met Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, fitted me for my very own my pillow. Now that literally changed my sleeping life. I fall asleep faster, I stay asleep longer, and now you can too. Now just log on to this website, mypillow.com. One word, mypillow.com, or call 800 919 6090. Use the promo code Hannity, and you could take advantage of Mike's two for one offer. You buy one my pillow, you get the second free. You'll find out why my pillow is the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. My pillow is made right here in the good old U.S. of A. Comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee, a 10-year warranty, and you can even wash it and dry it like your favorite pair of blue jeans. So don't spend one more sleepless night on a pillow that just doesn't work for you. Log on to mypillow.com or call 800-919-6090. Mention my name. You get two for one. And then you'll start getting the kind of restful, comfortable, deep healing sleep that you deserve. That's MyPillow.com or 800-919-6090. We'll continue. In a sea of government lies, he's the beacon of truth. This is the Sean Hannity Show. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 